Shout out to my fellow UK homies. We're, we've, we're getting them dates. End of lockdown is near. I just have one piece of advice for you guys. Do not get your hopes up. In other words, public enemies, Chuck D. Bring the noise. On the Fifth End Podcast Network, I am Charlie Taylor, and this is what's good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week in the circumstances. Yeah, man, we're, we're getting them dates, getting like them May, April, May, June, July. Mm, it's all coming. So it's, it's all coming into focus. But the reason why I said at the start, don't get your hopes up, is because of one thing and one thing only. The powers that be. I am not ever believing the powers that be and any of their words until it actually happens. I am sorry. It can't, I, can't, I just can't. I can't do it. Like even um, <clears throat> like people like uh, I got an email saying like the um, uh, the, uh, uh, the the one festival I copped for. <laughs> uh, a few months ago, they're saying, "Oh, we're on, we're on, we're gonna go." I think uh, I saw it. Uh, headline today that uh, Reading and uh, uh, what's the other one? <laughs> Fuck, Reading and uh, what's the other? What's the other part of the festival? Re- Leeds, that's it. Reading and Leeds, Leeds and Reading. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Apparently they're they're on. So yeah, man, it's um, it's it's looking promising, but I'm I'm just not I'm just not one of those people. I'm not one of those people. I'm I'm I know I'm being very glass half empty with this, but I I'm just doing it for my sanity. And I think you should, you guys should do it for yours. You know what I mean? I just, I, I just don't trust, don't trust nobody on this front, man. Uh, you, you can, you can plan your holidays if you want. Go for it, bro. Go for it. But just, just get them contingencies, man. Because I, I, I just don't know what to tell you. If you, if you go for the, if you go for certain things, and you, and you ain't got the ability to, you know, get them refunds or nothing like that. I'm, I'm just saying that's on you, bro. That's on you, right? And that goes for anyone else in in the rest of the world. Like, if 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 you are COVID saying and you know Corona's still you know lurking about like it is in the UK right now, just 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 be cautious to yourself. You know what I mean? Just just take care, man. Just 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 don't just don't be too don't be knee jerk with this. Don't be knee jerk. Don't see the dates and go like, all right, good. I'm copying a, a flight on that day. No, don't don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. All right, just just. Keep it, keep it chill. See, see how it goes for the next few months, and we'll, and we'll see, we'll see when that date comes around. You know, the Aprils, the Mays, the Junes. When that, when those, when those dates come through, then we'll see what's up. But uh, for now, I'm just gonna keep it, keep it pushing, keep it chill, and uh, yeah, man, just act like nothing, nothing has been said. That's just me, though. That's just me. I, I feel, that's how I feel like going about it. But you know, if you wanna, if you wanna go knee jerk, go knee jerk. Yeah, it's all you, it's all wallet. It's your, it's your sanity, all good. Anyway, but apart from that, been a solid week. I can't complain. Um, the weather's getting a bit better over here. Um, so you know, just um, around that 10, 14 degree uh, area for the past few, past few days. Uh, yeah, man, that winter's all but gone all of a sudden. <laughs> it's just, and uh, you know, I can't complain. Honestly, like the the 
the worst temperature is going to be like eight degrees um, on next Monday. Like, so that's not bad for me. That's not bad. That's coat weather. You know what I mean? But I'm, we're slowly getting out of that coat weather, and that's and that's good enough for me. Me can't complain. Um, but yeah, apart from that, nothing else really. Like, just continue doing this work. You know what I mean? Getting these, get these things, getting these things sorted. Uh, keeping everything that I've got moving, keeping them moving. But anyway, apart from that, we have a show to get to, don't we? Uh, we have a uh, two life uh, music and a film and TV. Uh, we have a couple of lengthy ones, so you know it's going to be a bit of a picking and cherry picking on the on why I want to talk about certain subjects. But we'll, we'll you know we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, but before we get to that, for Matthews, before we begin, email to the IG, Discord link, all that, all that, all that, all the articles and the links to those articles will be in the full show notes. All that will be in the full show notes. Please give the articles a read, especially this week, because most of them I'm going to be picking out certain paragraphs. But yeah, apart from that, let the beat drop and let's get into the show. Where reggae and dancehall legend Uroy dies age 78, NASA's Perseverance rover successfully landed on the Martian surface. Um, there was actually some uh, panorama video from there, and actual like you know audio as well. Fascinating stuff, honestly. Like uh, people going like, "Oh, we're, we're going to be on Mars in like f- four years." I'm just like, "Okay, not me, but you know, go for you. You know, do you?" Uh, government-backed forces. This is mad, actually. So this is just saying I caught, but. Um, uh, I, just, I just thought it was worth shouting out. Uh, government-backed forces allegedly killed hundreds in a massacre at Ethiopia's Church of St. Mary of Zion in November, according to witness accounts. Why does it take until November? Why does it take until now to actually get this particular news out? You know what I mean? I just find that crazy to think about. And it reminds me of a show called Black Earth Rising. It has uh, Michaela Cole and uh, John Goodman in it. Superb, superb show. Really, really worth a watch. Uh, Naomi Osaka beats Jennifer Brady to win the Australian Open. I think that's like four now for Naomi Osaka. That's that's crazy, man. Like she obviously beat Serena in the semis, and uh, yeah, man, it's it's, it's uh, Naomi Osaka as well. We're just living in it. And lastly, Daft Punk calls it a career after 28 years, and I still hold the opinion uh, that I put via my Twitter. I said um, we are all culturally obliged to spin one more time, uh, at least once in the next like, well, now, <laughs> like right now. If you ain't done it, do it now. Go spin one more time, because that shit bangs. Absolute tunage. Alright, we're starting off with uh, life. I'm starting off with, in Finland, of all places. <laughs> I found this article so fascinating. Like, it just blew my freaking mind. In terms of just, like... I I, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense on the face, but when you get into it, it's just... I don't know. It, 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 may, it makes sense, I guess. But, like, it's just mind blown of how they even think about this kind of thing but we'll go get to this so the title of the article is this is by harriet barber via the telegraph this is a finland secret weapon in fight against fake news it's kindergarten children i hate the word kindergarten it's so i don't know i always heard that in america and i was just like what the hell's kindergarten you know what I mean? And do I say garten or garden because it's spelled with a t versus i feel, i feel like garten is a bit I don't know, it's a bit of a mouthful in the in, in my my mouth anyway. Anyway. 
that's not that's not the article. <laughs> Let's get into the actual article, shall we? Uh, uh, when 5G masks were attacked in May, the government was left scratching its head on New Year's Eve when anti-vaccine uh, vaccine campaigners shouted COVID is a hoax at doctors and nurses, leaving London St. Thomas Hospital. Uh, there was a collective grimace. Last week, it was reported that almost half of the UK's children complained uh, they were being exposed to misinformation every day. More than one in ten said uh, they see see it more than six times a day. This infodemic, as the World Health Organization calls it, that's a great word, infodemic, I like that, uh, is, gr- is growing. Uh, but one country has been hot on its tail. Finland recently topped the European Annual uh, Index, measuring resistance to misinformation and disinformation. United Kingdom came in 12th. <laughs> okay, what's the total number? Because I want to... <laughs> Can I roast? I'm not sure. <laughs> Is it 12 out of how many countries? I forget how many European countries are. Uh, and the country puts its success down to targeting its children. It's a weird way of wording it, but sure. Tar- scoping out its children. Uh, in 2014, the government embedded media literacy, uh, which, is, which has been practiced since the 70s, into the curriculum, teaching children from the age of six to read sources critically. Teachers encourage children to evaluate and fact-check websites, ask students to hunt for dubious news and find its source and demonstrate how easy it is for, tati- well, excuse me, for statistics to be manipulated. It's taught across all disciplines. In art, children might see how images can be digitally altered. <laughs> Fuck off, really? That's crazy. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I know how to do that. I mean, like, you have the, you have the, like, the search for Google, search on, you take the image, then you search it via Google. That's the only way I've, uh, uh, you know, ever been taught about it not in school obviously because school here sucks but i mean just in you know just saying you see on social media or um or yeah anyway um where was i uh in our children in history propaganda campaigns are analyzed now that that is what's highly necessary i need that shit in schools right now yeah man honestly seeing propaganda right as a kid it was really weird it was really jarring because like you know it's you know what it's trying to do, but you can't like. I mean, this is for, this is me personally. I don't know about you guys, but I saw it and I was just like, "You see the um, also, uh, home girl uh, with the with the with the with the bicep, um, you know, flexing and uh, for the women stuff like that." You know, you see that kind of stuff, and uh, what's the what's the, what's the other dude? Um, the dude with the mustache and he's like pointing at you, and you know the fact that wherever you go, the finger's still pointing at you. You know, that's 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 legit, and you know, I kind of knew what was going on here, but I didn't know what was going on there, if that makes any sense. But anyway, that's just me. I don't know about you guys, but I would love that kind of thing uh, to be taught to schools, honestly. Um, and in science, vaccine disinformation is put to the test. But Finland has more reason than most to target disinformation. 2014, when neighbouring Russia annexed Crimea, began looking nervously at his noisy neighbour, uh, Jussi Toivanen, uh, Toivanen, 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 yeah, Toivanen, uh, Chief Communication Specialist at the Finnish Prime Minister's Office says, quote, After the illegal annexation of Crimea by Russia in 2014, we saw an increased inf- disinformation activity uh, targeted, targeted at Finland. For example, attempts to rewrite our history and persecution of journalists and researchers who covered Russia critically, unquote. He says that in recent years, there have been recent eff- uh, been efforts to erode uh, trust in society, democracy and its institutions such as the media and the elections, Finland declared independence from Russia in 1917. That's crazy to think about, actually. Russia, Finland as part of Russia. Like, you, you, can, you can see Ukraine, right? And you're like, okay, that was, yeah, that was clearly formerly Russia. But Finland, I don't, I don't know. You don't, you don't see it as that, but... Interesting. Anyway, uh, quote, there has been an outright, there's been outright dissemination of disinformation relating, for example, to COVID-19 vaccines, he adds. 
uh, unquote. Two weeks ago, the Helsinki Times reported that mailboxes in Turku, southwest uh, Finland, have been filling up with pages urging people not to wear face masks or get vaccinated against the virus. And yet, little has gone through. Quote, attempts have not resonated in our society. People are critical and they are aware of these kinds of attempts and activity. I can say that our society has been resilient, Mr. Toivonen notes. Uh, according to a recent study, over 80% of Finns say they are willing to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Compared to countries at the bottom of the index, only 53% of people in Turkey say they'll get the jab. In Montenegro, it is 45%. Uh, and there's actually a little uh, rankings here for media literacy. And UK... Oh, no, UK's there. Uh, so that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh yeah, 12, okay. And Ireland is actually above us, believe it or not. Ireland, Iceland is above us. Luxembourg is behind, uh, ahead of us. Madness. Uh, Mr. Toivonen places the country's success down to its teachers. Quote, our education system plays a very crucial role in combating disinformation, unquote. Unquote. Mina, Mina Harmonen, a counsellor for education and a former teacher, says that with, increase, with increasing use of internet and social media, there needs to... There's a need for more, quote-unquote, profound literacy. Quote, we don't know who has made online texts, written them, or is spreading, or who is spreading them. The need to critically read has arisen quite a lot in recent years, she says. Her feelings on the topic are strong. Quote, propaganda, misinformation, and fake news have the potential to polarise public opinion, promote violent extremism and hate speech, and ultimately to undermine democracies and reduce trust in the democratic processes. Ah. Oh. Music to my ears. Music to my ears, unquote. That 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 was <laughs> I should say unquote and then say that, but yeah. She she didn't say music to my ears. I said that. It is music to my ears, honestly. That's great. Great quote. Uh Miss Harvinen says the uh, Finnish schools have a tradition of analysing current affairs and using contemporary sources such as news reports. They'll run mock debates and write essays on how those debates went. Oh, this is great. One activity asks students how to, uh, to find how the media in one country portrays people living in another and what to believe from the coverage. Of a, another asks children to identify their quote-unquote social media bubble, discuss how it affects attitudes towards people with different opinions and teaches them how to burst it. This is fucking music this reminds me of that uh tom nichols i think i think boss man's name was that youtube video i shared a few months ago um that was really good uh, it talks about media bias and uh basically he spent like 50 minutes talking about like one bbc news night clip um on like immigration it's fascinating stuff great uh if you, if you haven't peeped that episode go peep that episode so i think media bias should be in the title uh it beds down to uh, it beds down into wider society too. Ed Miliband asked Vesa Hakkinen, the Director of Current Affairs Communications, on his podcast about how uh, the anti-disinformation campaign works. Mr. Mr. Hakkinen uh, gave the example of a children's television show in which a teddy bear criticizes news coverage. Students are taught, quote, to critically understand and assess information reported by all forms of media, Miss uh, Marmonen uh, says. Heidi, uh, God, these names are getting worse and worse for me. Uh, Pentakainen, yeah, Pentakainen, uh, a teacher of Finnish language and literature, says that her teenage students are quote unquote very eager to discuss media ethics. She says that as all classroom teaching uses di uh, uses digital materials, the children are reading online material for large portions of their day. Quote, uh, quote, everybody has seen misinformation and everyone has heard something. Unquote. 
Uh, through the anti-vaxxer movement isn't, though the anti-vaxxer movement isn't a big problem for the, in the country, Miss Pentekainen uh, says that some Finnish parents have questioned whether to give their children the HPV vaccine, uh, but were swiftly set straight by their own daughters. <sighs> Love it. Uh, the lessons are ever more important, and as the children are bilingual, she says, uh, quote, children learn English very well, and so all cultures are available to them. They may see English stars or influences who spread misinformation. It is very important that children can tell the difference from an influencer's opinion and the news, unquote. The principles taught are followed throughout a children's education. Quote, teaching and learning about media literacy and critical thinking is a lifelong journey. It starts at kindergartens and continues at elementary schools, high schools and universities, Mr. Toivonen says. Even then, critical thinking education doesn't end. Since 2016, more than 10,000 civil servants, uh, journalists and NGOs have uh, trained in building resilience to disinformation. The NGO also launched a fact-checking service, uh, Factabari, uh, Factbar apparently in English, uh, for the 2014 European elections uh, for adults and children alike. It's run by volunteers and creates voter literacy kits for schools and the wider public. In spring, the government will launch a nationwide communications campaign against disinformation as part of their municipal election preparations. Asked about if the learning will ramp up, Miss Harmonen says, quote, is, it has to strengthen in the coming years. It's more important now. It's not merely literacy, but how you are part of society, how you are in your neighborhoods and in school. It's part of being a society. It's democracy, unquote. Mr. Toivonen says, countering this information, quote, is a daily activity for us and that no one wins this battle alone. This is all music to my freaking ears. I am, I'm guessed. I love this. I love this. Big up Finland for everything on this front. This is absolutely amazing. And I so wish, so, so wish people like Gavin Williamson can just take a hint uh, what's going on here? Like, just, just look, just look, and uh, the, the, uh, I think the, um, I, th- I think the biggest point here, right? And I think he was lost in the source, right? Is the fact that they've been doing this in some fashion since the seventies. Like, I don't know when full fact, because I, I use, um, I, I reference full fact a lot in my just, you know, regular weekly learning whatever you know i get their newsletter every week um you know and uh i, I actually read their uh full fact report i was gonna read on here but um i decided not to um but go peek that report um they they talk about some just great stuff and it's amazing and that's non-profit right that's all they do it all via funding um and that's just one right um you know channel four i think have their own fact checking uh i'm sure in some ways BBC do I'm not sure on that front but yeah I know, I know there's a few fact checking bodies out there um here in the UK but that's just recently that's they've been doing this since the 70s in some fashion that's the, that's the progress I'm looking for here right there that's the progress I'm looking for because understand ladies and gentlemen this shit is important like we we, we see a, a a random thing uh you know like what's what's the recent one um Oh yeah, like in the US, obviously uh, the, all that stuff going on in Texas with the bad weather, right? Uh, people are talking about fake snow, you know? They're literally taking a a, um, a, a lighter <laughs> and then doing a snowball and then just putting a light to it. And it's like, oh, it's going black, fake snow, fake snow. It's like, oh my god, guys, come on. 
Come on, guys. Like, honestly, like, it's so, it's so easy to just fall into shit. It's so fucking easy. It's so easy to, to just trip up and fall into some gunk. Like, some just informational gunk. Just, it's, it's just, when you get, you just get clammed up in it, and you're rolling around in it, and you don't even realise it sometimes. You, you just, you just go with a little factoid, and you're just like, well, a fake factoid, let's just say that, right? And you go about it, you tell a couple of people, and you're just like, and then someone, like, breaks you down, and then, what? You just, you either do two things. You either go, okay, let me go back. Let me, let me go back and uh, dig more into this, right? Or you go, no, no, fuck yourself, it's my fact, no, 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 it's a fact, it's fact, it's fact, it's fact, it's fact, you're fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. you know, it's just, you, you either malfunction or you just, like, uh, actually embrace a different opinion, right? And that's also a slippery surface, the different opinion thing, because sometimes someone's different opinion is objectively wrong. And, uh, and then once you say, I can't mess with your opinion no more, uh, then you're accused of, you know, closing off. And, you know, sometimes you just have to live with that. <laughs> that's just me. Sometimes you just have to live with that kind of stuff. But that's that, that's also, that's just a fine line of it. But I'm just, I'm just guessed at the fact that they've been doing this in some fashion since the 70s. And that was even, and that was way, way before all this crap. All this crap. Like, it's easy to talk about fake news and misinformation uh, now, right? Uh, in this era, it's so easy, it's so, so easy, right, but back in the 70s, she, you know what I mean, just, you, you, what, what's going on in the 70s, right, uh, I'm sure there was a lot of misinformation, well, there's always, there's always been misinformation, right, it's not new, it's not just, it's not like it came up as, uh, as Facebook started, obviously not, but um, it's just important, I feel, and they're doing it in the right, they're doing it in the way that I keep saying about many other things in life you know in, in every uh, every facet of society education they're starting the education they're starting with the youths and then when the youths grow up they can also teach their youths and so on and so on it's the cycle ladies and gentlemen if you if you if you teach the kids about certain things that go on this society and you be truthful and honest with them and you help them tackle the uh, the arguments of today so they can argue for t- argue for the right of tomorrow then you're good then you're good and everything will just suddenly be better i f- that's how i feel you know what i mean i don't have any uh i don't have any factual data for that kind of shit but it's just logical right if you teach your youth something good right uh, about society if you teach them to be good to their people see disinformation as bullshit and any other societal ill that you consider societal ill right if you teach them about all of that you keep them abreast of all of that and, and not just and not just when they're a youth but throughout their education once they turn that turn that corner of 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year, years of age, they have that solid foundation of how to treat people, everyone, with the respect they deserve, right? I, I, just, I just feel like it's super, it's, it's the easiest equation of all time. If you teach the youths, all of the youths, how to do deal with stuff such as this, such as disinformation, misinformation, all of that garbage, right? If you teach them about it right now, when they're four years old and they can spot some bullshit a mile away, literally spot the bullshit from a mile away, 
then I, I, then it has to, then it has to do some benefit, right? Has to be, has to be. I need to get like a scientific report on this at some point, just to, just to make my point. But yeah, shout out to Finland, big ups. Uh, UK, take notes, please. Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, I have 613 hours of disk space remaining. Oh, can I can I fit it all in? Can I fit the show in? I don't know. Anyway, we're up on to uh, film and TV, and uh, we are talking about the Golden Globes and specifically the people behind the Golden Glo- Golden Globes. By that, I mean the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Uh, I'll I'll say HFPA for the re- remainder of this segment, uh, just for you know abbreviation purposes is quicker makes life easier and uh yeah it's oi oi this um this is this this kind of adds on to um the conversation i was talking about you know when the actual golden globes and uh, nominations dropped and i read that uh, article uh, by the uh, one of the writers family in paris right and talking about why you guys really shouldn't give a shit about these uh, people right why you shouldn't give a shit about what the hollywood foreign press thinks right this is the reason why. This is this is perfect, perfect, perfect um, reasons why. So shout out to uh, Stacey Perman and Josh Rothenberg of the LA Times for this amazing stacked piece. Um, this is one of the articles I'm not going to read fully because it is a long boy. Um, but it's just it's. I urge you guys if you really uh, want to get some education on. Uh, especially how the Golden Globes works, and in my opinion, why nobody should give a flying fuck about the Golden Globes. Um, if you want to know, there you go. Uh, this, this is this is the article for you. Um, so it's called Golden Globes Voters in Tumult. I like that word, tumult. Uh, members accuse HFPA of self-dealing and ethical lapses. Now, uh, I don't know if this, uh, this, if this factoid is going to come up, but I did see as part of their, like, uh, uh, Twitter marketing for this that um, they have no uh, black members they have no black voters um, so they have a uh, f- how many how many members uh, how many voters do they have uh, 87 right 80, 87 imagine think about that right just think about that number specifically right now about how how small that is like the Academy of Motion Arts and uh, Motion Picture Arts and Scientists have like hundreds of people they give out hundreds of invitations a year HFPA has 87, <laughs> not even 100, 87, right, and, uh, and there's no black voters, no black voters, right, that's just, and you wonder why I don't give a fuck no more, honestly, so that's just one, that's just one factor that I wanted to give in, but uh, let me just go through this, I'm going to pick apart some stuff, I'm going to, you know, uh, go back, uh, go just through it, uh, paragraph by paragraph, and I'll uh, skip a little, I'll, I'll let you know when I skip uh, to certain paragraphs, um, but uh, yeah, be sure to just read the whole thing because it's banging. Anyway, let's just jump right in. It appeared to be a moment of triumph in the long, tumultuous story of the HFPA. In November, a federal judge sided with the HFPA, the tiny 87 member group of international journalists that doles out the Animal Golden Globe Award, in dismissing a potentially damaging antitrust lawsuit. The suit was filed three months earlier by a Norwegian entertainment journalist who had been denied membership in the group. It had drawn a widespread attention in Hollywood, where the HFPA wields outside wields outsized power as the arbiter of one of uh, the entertainment industry's most important, if often mocked awards. And to the HFPA, it represented a direct threat to that power. In her suit, 
Kjusty? Justy? Or Kirsty? I don't know if the J or the K is silent. Uh, Fla, I'll say Fla from now on, uh, accused the HFPA of institutionalizing a, uh, quote, culture of corruption, unquote, claiming the tax-exempt organization operated as a kind of cartel, barring qualified applicants, including herself, and monopolizing all important press access while improperly subsidizing its members' income. The group, Fla asserted, was rife with ethical conflicts, with members accepting, quote, thousands of dollars in emol- emoluments, I've heard that word before. What emol- emoluments? Emoluments. It's a great word. Uh, a salary fee or profit from employment or office. Nice. Um, uh, emoluments. 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 Quote unquote. Uh, from the very same studios, networks, and celebrities that they uh, they conferred trophies upon. All of it behind a quote unquote code of silence. Following the judge's, judge's dismissal, partly on the grounds that Fla didn't suffer economic or professional hardship as a result of her exclusion from the association, HFPA attorney uh, Marvin Putnam of Latham and Watkins said the group had been vindicated, calling the suit nothing more than a quote, uh, quote a transparent attempt to shake down the HFPA based on jealousy, not merit, unquote. Oh, the audacity. Um, <laughs> within the HFPA, however, Fla's uh, suit has struck a nerve with some members who had hoped it might force the organisation to make uh, what they see as long overdue changes. Ah, uh, here we go. Cracks starting to show. Uh, quote, The dismissal was disappointing, said one current HFPA member, who, like many quoted in this article, declined to be identified out of fear of retaliation from others in the group. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is, what is this fucking Pretty Little Liars or what? Like, what the fuck? Fucking, fucking gossip girl, bro. Uh, <laughs> quote, I thought... Uh, it will shake things up, dot, dot, dot. We are an archaic organisation. I still think the HFPA needs outside pressure to change, unquote. Over its nearly eight-decade history, the HFPA has weathered a string of embarrassing scandals, lawsuits, and often blistering criticism of its membership. The group has been the butt of jokes, even from the stage of its own award show. Hosting in 2016, Ricky Gervais dismissed the Globes as, quote, unquote, worthless, calling the award a, quote, a bit of metal... Uh, that some nice old confused journalist wanted to give you in person so that they, so they could meet you and have a selfie with you, unquote. In a 2014 interview, actor Gary Oldman said the group was, quote, uh, 90 nobodies having a wank, unquote, and called for a boycott of the silly game their awards represent. And, there's a, and actually comes that, there we go, this is the funny bit. Yeah, despite all this, the HFPA has managed to carve out a unique and improbable position of influence. Its members, relatively few of whom... Uh, whom uh, work full-time for major overseas outlets, are routinely granted exclusive access to Hollywood power players, invited to junkets and exotic locales, put up in five-star hotels, and as Globe nominations near, lavish with gifts, dinners, and star-studded parties to their studios, networks, and celebrities that call its favour and exploit its awards as a marketing tool. The group is at once, uh, is, yeah, is at once fawned over, derided, and grudgingly tolerated. And in brackets here, they put four years after Blast and HFPA, uh, Oldman thanked them when accepting his first ever globe for his turn as Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour. It's great. It's great. And, and I want to stop there for a moment because uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a clip from um, uh, Adam Ruins Everything. Uh, I, I, I'm, just, I'm assuming you can find it on YouTube, right? And it, he basically debunks uh, the concept of just like uh, a four-year consideration and, and what that actually means. Because um, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, uh, most of the time—not all of the time—but most of the time, the reason why uh, certain shows or actors or 
films get nominated for some of these awards is because the studios or the pe- just benefactors in some way behind uh, behind the films or the piece of work or the text uh, throws a fuck ton of money and a fuck ton of uh, good shit. You know, just like it says here, um, gifts, dinners, lavish, star-studded parties, right? All of that. They just throw all of that shit and just dazzle um, the the voters themselves. That's that's literally the only reason why some of these people get nominated and sometimes even win. That is literally the reason because of money. They literally pay for it basically and just smile as um, as they just you know you know what I mean just <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying like I'm, I'm doing I'm doing something with my uh, I'm doing something with my hand right now. You know what I mean it's going back and forth. Take a guess. <laughs> Use your imagination. I'm just saying. Um, or, or, or two fingers. If it's, no, okay, I'm forgetting. Today. Uh, in recent years, the HFPA has uh, worked to re- rehabilitate its public image. Uh, it's given away millions of dollars to various causes supporting the arts and journalism. Oh, that's nice. More than five million in grants were awarded in 2010, uh, 2020. Sorry, while endeavouring to bring the historically loose and boozy globe ceremony to a measure, new measure, respectively. And you know what? That reminds me of. That reminds me of the concept of philanthropy for most of um, uh, for most of the rich people out there. So um, actually, shout out to Ben of the DITD. Right, he gave me this um, he gave me this uh, picture of a, a screenshot of like a. The fact that Jay-Z recently sold his uh, stake in uh, Ace of Spades. Or I forgot the actual name of the bottle, but Ace of Spades, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's gotten a bit richer just by doing that now. He's uh, sell it to LVMH, or whatever they're called now. Um, yeah, he sold that stake. And, uh, you know, Ben asked me, like, uh, why, why, why do they just want to make so much money? And I'm just like, you know why. <laughs> you know why. And this is the thing. The, this is what the reason why I don't give a fuck about the five million in grants, right? This is the reason why I don't give a fuck about that number, right? And I never give a fuck about most of these numbers that come out when they, you know, uh, give away this money or you know, uh, do it in grants and stuff like that. The reason why I don't care, right? It's the same reason why people like uh, John D. Rockefeller, who uh, was, you know, who is uh, adjusting for inflation, um, still the most richest person in modern history, uh, in American history anyway, but he was actually the biggest philanthropist at the same time. He had like a 600 billion, fucking 100 billion, hundreds of billions uh, net worth, right? And he gave away uh, 500 mil in in philanthropic efforts, right? Okay, cool, but you still have billions of dollars, so why should I give a fuck? You know, I mean, it's a drop in the bucket. It may mean a lot to a lot of people, but I, I just can't get over the fact that you have that money, all that money. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, you're just hoarding all of that. But anyway, that's another reason why I don't give a fuck about the Globes. Uh, but I'm running into my time, so let's just uh, keep going. Uh, but the run-up to the 78th Golden Globe Award ceremony is slated to run on February 28th. Uh, questions persist around the Insular Association's legitimacy, the qualifications of its members, and its ethics. Uh, interviews with more than 50 people, including studio publicists, entertainment executives, and seven current and former members, as well as court filings and internal financial documents and communications, paint a picture of an embatti- embattled uh, organization still struggling to shake its reputation as a group whose awards or nominations can be influenced with expensive junkets and publicity swag. The Times' investigation also found that the non-profit HFPA regularly issues substantial payments to its own members, here we go, its own members in ways that some experts say could run afoul 
of the IRS, <laughs> of IRS guidelines, Internal Revenue Service, for those that don't know, uh, money people in America anyway. Uh, HFPA members um, collected nearly <laughs> collected nearly two million in payments from the group in its fiscal year ending in June 2020 for serving on various committees and performing other tasks more than double the level three years earlier. So, right, so there we go. Let's do the math. So we have uh, how many members? Uh, let's go all the way up again. We have 87. Right, we have 87 members. Uh, let's times that. Let's get the calculator out. Let's times that. 87 uh, times that by 2. And you have 174. So... You have all that money, right? And they said they gave five million in grants. Do you see where I'm coming from here? Do you see where I'm coming from? Of why that five million in some ways does not mean shit. Because you're paying out two million to your voters and your people. Uh, just why? Why? For, for the fuck of it? Like, why? You see what I'm getting at? This is why this is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Okay? Anyway, let's continue. Uh, quote, it's a beautiful idea to take the money from NBC. Oh, this is another thing, because they take, they basically get funded by NBC as well for the rights to actually host the event uh, uh, in, in terms of television rights. Uh, quote, it's a beautiful idea to take the money from NBC and give it to good causes like tuition and, and to restore films, said one member, but there's a spirit now to milk the organisation to take the money. It's outrageous. Uh, yeah, but you ain't going to leave it. Oh, yeah. You ain't going to leave. Like They're saying all this, right? They're giving all these quotes, but they're not going to leave, right? They're going to take that money still. Um, as a HFPA grapples with the th with thorny internal issues, the, this member described the group's monthly membership meetings as a war zone. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's great. That's tasty. In response to questions posed by the Times, an HFPA representative said, quote, none of these allegations have ever been proven in court or any investigation, and they simply re repeat old tropes about the HFPA and reflect unconscious bias against the HFPA device membership. The association said, all native members have to present clippings every year as a part of the robust re-accreditation process uh, that is reviewed by Ernst & Young. Uh, that's all quote. Regarding the increasing payments to the organisation members, the HFPA representative said, here we go, quote, Our compensation decisions are based on an evaluation of compensation practices by similar non-profit organisations and market rates for such services, and are, quote, vetted by a professional non-profit compensation consultant and outside counsel where appropriate, unquote. As for fears among some reform-minded members that they could face retaliation for speaking, other representatives said the HFPA obviously does not condone bullying or retaliation by its members. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, this is this is great. This is amazing. Like you can't write it. It's great. Oh, here we go. Here's the here's the here we, here's, a, here's another tasty bit. I can't I can't stop. It's great. The HFPA, which has a reputation for mo uh, making occasionally head-scratching choices when picking Globe nominees and winners, has faced further criticism for this year's slate of nominations, which not include uh, several black-led Oscar contenders, such as The Five Bloods, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Judas and the Black Messiah, in the nominees for gr the group's top award. Several other picks this year befuddled critics and Oscar uh, prognosticators, including a Best Motion Picture nod in the comedy or musical category for pop star Sears' widely panned <laughs> direct, uh, directorial debut music, heightening the sense that the HFPA is out of step. 
You don't fucking say. Even as some members argue for reforms within the group, Flas says she and other foreign journalists intend to keep pressing HFPA to address what they see it, uh, see as its unfair and improper practices. After the court rejected her claim that the HFPA was a quasi-public organisation, Flas attorney filed an amended motion to the suit with Spanish journalist uh, Rosa Gamazo now joined the cases pending. I'm going to skip uh, this part because... Um, I uh, I mean it's gonna it's gonna happen it's gonna continue on that front and uh, obviously if if anything ever happens on that front then go for it but um, I'm just here to ridicule HFPA excuse me because uh, just the, the the bullshit the bullshit just emanates from my mouth as I recite these words I feel like I, I'm <laughs> the bullshit is falling onto my fucking lap as I uh, as I talk about it uh, a little bit of history so the association launched in 1943. Uh, 23 foreign entertainment correspondents banded together to gain traction with the studios. Uh, the group deb- debuted the Golden Globes fold- uh, the following year at a luncheon on the Fox lot and the awards, which eventually grew to encompass both film and TV, brought clout. Um, uh, fun fact, the NBC pay- pays the HFPA uh, for the Golden Globes uh, ab- over 25 mil uh, f- in 2019, uh, 2018, 19 and 20. And I firmly assume that they're going to pay more than 25 mil for this year as well so that's a lot of p that's a lot of p right there um but anyway so they get they get into some history on the article itself um and i'm gonna skip that because uh, you can obviously you know read that if you really want to but that's not what i'm here for i'm here for the roast oh here's a great one here's an amazing set of paragraphs here i'm gonna finish here uh just uh, just for time's sake but uh, this is great let me end with these ones in the fiscal year ending in June 2020, the HFPA paid $1.929 billion uh, for members uh, serving on committees and performing other tasks. The amount was budgeted to increase to $2.15 million, of course it is, in the current fiscal year ending in June 2021, according to financial records uh, reviewed by the Times. By the end of 2020, the association was collectively paying nearly hundred grand uh, a month to members serving on more than a dozen different committees. Uh, members often serve on more than one committee record show. The two dozen members on the Foreign Film uh, Viewing Committee in January each received $3,465 to watch foreign films, according to a monthly Treasury report. Stop. Imagine, imagine getting paid three and a half grand to watch films. Fuck. There is a travel committee that pays those on it $2,310 a month uh, to control the budget and approve membership excursions. Uh, despite the pan- uh, it's in brackets, despite the pandemic era halt on travel, payments continued throughout 2020. Oh, fucking love it. I love it. They still, they were still paying it out even though nothing was going on. Members of the Field Festival Committee and the Archives Committee earn £1,100 and $2,200 a month, respectively. Uh, Former presidents and other members are paid one grand a month to serve on the History Committee. The Film and Television Academies, by by comparison, offer no such remuneration to their members. Quote, We are mindful of the unprecedented economic challenges facing our employees due to the effects of pandemic. Uh, the HFPA uh, representative said, The HFPA is committed to maintaining the continuity of our skilled and experienced workforce to ensure our future success and will continue to compensate them for the range of services they provide to the organisation. 
unquote. HFPA members who want to participate on the committees without payment have been dissuaded from doing so. Oh, this is still a quote. Uh, dissuaded from doing so. At least one member was told by another that serving without being paid... Oh, that wasn't a quote. This is the quote. Serving uh, without being paid makes it harder for the rest of us to get paid. Unquote. Some members decline to serve on committees and thus don't receive those fees. Additionally, members receive a total of 585 grand in the fiscal year in, in June 2020 for contri- uh, contribute- contributing articles to the HFPA's website and doing other web-related jobs more than double the level from four years earlier. Members who moderate news conferences uh, receive $1,200 a month to do so according to a monthly treasurer's report <sighs> there is so much here ladies and gentlemen i've only scratched the fucking surface you have no idea how fat this article is until you read it i urge you guys to continue to read all of this it's fucking amazing i i i just i just i just love it i just love the bullshit that just spews emanates fucking vibrates out of this article right here the 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 quotes are just glorious the shit (laughs) it's just outstanding to me oh my gosh absolutely amazing go fuck yourself golden globes go fuck yourself hfpa i don't care i just do not care right it's yeah i ain't i don't give a fuck that is some corrupt bullshit you're paying people to watch films and you know what with that said I would love. To, I'm. I'm. A, I'm. I might be coming through this on a on a on a plane of jealousy. I might. I'm, I might. I might. Do I? Do I? Am I jealous? I might be jealous. I might be jealous. Paid to watch foreign films. Yeah. 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 Fuck it. Give me that. Give me that check. Give me that check. Oh, code of silence. All that bullshit. I will code of silence. All that. Zip. I'll delete this episode. <laughs> I kid. I kid. I kid. Okay, we move on to music, and uh, this is a great one. This is a great little piece right here. It's a tasty little piece. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I can actually link this uh, below. Uh, it's a PDF. Uh, shout to Ben again, who gave this to me. Um, he, it's a, this is via Billboard's um, uh, just bulletin that they give out to people that subscribe to their pro feature or whatever. Um, but he gave me this. Uh, he gave me the whole thing. But I just want to read this one article, uh, which is basically the uh, head. Uh, the front of the piece. Um, it's called Under Pressure, How Labels Are Navigating uh, Cancel Culture After Morgan Wallen. Wa- Wallen? Uh, I'll say Wallen. Yeah, it sounds more better. Uh, sounds much better. Um, so, you know, for those who don't know, uh, the, the Morgan Wallen uh, fiasco, well, it's, it's in the article. Let's, uh, let's just go ahead and read. So this is by Tatiana uh, Sirisano. If you haven't heard the story, you're about to, you're, you're in for a ride. So uh, <laughs> let's get into it. After a video leaked to TMZ of rising country artist Morgan Wallen using the N-word on February 2nd, Radio Kai's song streaming services dropped him from official playlists, his booking agent stopped working with him and his label suspended, quote-unquote, suspended his recording contract. The Academy of Country Music even deemed him ineligible for this year's ACM Awards. He was essentially exiled from the music business. Except by fans. Wallen, who on February 10th issued a video apology saying, quote, I fully accept any uh, penalties I'm facing, unquote, is now spending his fifth straight week at number one 
on the Billboard 200 chart, dated February 20th with its dirty track, Dangerous, the double album. I, I, I love it. America, don't change. Just never change. Like, imagine that. You say the N-word, you, you, and you go on the charts. I love it. I just never change, America. Never change. Uh, Borland was helping lead the genre into the streaming era. Uh, era, sorry. Uh, appealing to a new generation of fans. But then his behaviour thrust country music's lack of inclusivity and diversity under serious scrutiny. Yeah, because he really needed that for them to be under serious scrutiny. Uh, started a, a public conversation about the work it needs to do, both to update its practices and to reach beyond it the core audience. Its core audience. Uh, quote, one ignorant guy took the rest of us down with him as quickly as that drunken slur came from his mouth, unquote, a leading Nashville industry executive told Billboard, which featured Wallen on the cover of its January 16th issue. When the music business was still betting hands down that Wallen would be country's next global superstar, uh, quote, while he sits on the sideline, the pressure is on the rest of us to advance the genre and remind the world that not all country music guys uh, creators and executives are this way. Join mm, up, unquote. Morland's label, Big Loud Records. Uh, that's such a basic term for a, for a, for a record label. Big Loud. So, so basic. Um, and other associated businesses have been struggling to navigate the issue. Quote, they're thinking about music fans. They're thinking about influential voices within the music industry. And they're thinking about other prospective artists whom they might want to welcome Onto their label someday, says Sean Smith, executive VP uh, reputation practice at public relations firm Porta Novelli, who helped the helped lead crisis management for the Obama administration. Okay, um, in his video apology, Wallen asked fans not to defend his actions, and said that he begun meeting. Let me go to let me go a couple of pages ahead because it's technically a magazine uh, with black leaders and stop drinking. Uh, uh, brackets, he noted the TMZ video showed him at the end of a 72-hour bender. Fuck. You're going to stop drinking <laughs> when you had a 72-hour bender. I, I I haven't been on a 12-hour bender. I've never been on a 12-hour bender. The longest, you know, the longest bender I've had, what was it, from uh, 4pm, so I started at like 4, um, so it was like 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1am, 2am. Uh, you know what, maybe a 12-hour bender. I may have been on a 12-hour bender before, yeah, okay. So, you know, that's 12. I think that's. I think some people can do that, right? 72? And you're going to stop drinking? <laughs> sure, bruv, alright, cool. Anyway, but his followers haven't <laughs> haven't stopped streaming or purchasing his music. Wallen's airplay collapsed after iHeartRadio, Entercom, and other radio conglomerates stopped playing his songs, but increased sales on dem- and on-demand streams by fans who can no longer hear him on the air have kept dangerous atop the chart. Quote, It's not surprising, Morgan has a very devoted fan base, says Leslie Fram, senior VP music strategy at CMT, uh, which has pulled Wallen uh, program from its platforms, in brackets. Despite Wallen's apology, she adds, quote, Any of his fans who felt he was wronged in any way came to defence by buying the album, unquote. Movers like Hashtag B2 and Black Lives Matter have created a new era for artists and companies that work with them. Uh... Yeah, New World Fries and the companies that work with them. Days before Warland's uh, video leaked, actress Evan Rachel Wood publicly accused accused rocker uh, Marilyn Manson of sexual abuse, leading his label, agent, and manager to drop him. Uh, Manson has denied all claims, calling them horrible distortions of reality. Uh, weeks earlier, label Mexican Summer 
uh, dropped indie rocker Ariel Pink for attending uh, the January 6th rally in Washington, D.C. for then-President Trump that uh, turned into riot. Pink has said he was there to, quote, peacefully show my support for the president, unquote, and did not participate in the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, of course. Uh, it's convenient, right? You're there, but you're not there. Uh, music companies are acting faster than ever in the wake of such events. Quote, labels are, in essence, public figures now, says Smith. They need to be responsive to the public opinion in ways that they've never had uh, never had to before, unquote. Uh, that's especially true for public companies like uh, WMG, Warner Music, and soon UMG, Universal, uh, whose Republic Records work with Big Loud on Wallen. Uh, nearly three quarters, 72% of Americans feel more empowered than ever to share their thoughts and opinions about companies, most often on social media. And one in three, 36%, have cancelled, quote unquote, cancelled a brand in the past year, according to a new Porter Novelli, uh, Novelli study on cancel culture. A study found that companies are accountable for both their own brands and those of their representatives, as 87% of Americans think. Uh, companies need to take responsibility for the words and statements of executives. Big Loud uh, swiftly uh, issued a statement saying it has decided to suspend Warland's recording contract indefinitely, quote-unquote for suspended indefinitely, uh, though it wouldn't explain what that meant in practical terms. So blank. So I, lo- I love the I love the blank nature of this. It's like it's, it's, they're saying shit but not actually saying anything. God, I fucking love music, sh- music talks. I love, I love suit talk. Suit talk is the best talk. Like they, they say shit, but don't actually say anything. It's fucking great. It's amazing word spin. Um, uh, where was I? At? The label continues to rake in over 1.5 million a week uh, from ball in sales and streaming billboard uh, stre- streaming billboard estimates. So stop right there. You know what you should do with that 1.5 mil? Go give it away to a, 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 a black community charity, something like that. That 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 is saying something with actually actually saying something that's actually saying something right there give that money away if you really feel bad about this go give the money away give give all them sales away no you ain't because you're gonna pocket that shit in you exactly that's that's the, it's the bullshit again it's the bullshit again ladies and gentlemen i'm not just labeled this episode bullshit bullshit and more bullshit <laughs> oh wait avoiding bullshit <laughs> bullshit and more bullshit uh anyway that's not going to be the title, <laughs> but I wish I wish I could title shit like that. Anyway, uh, a source tells Billboard the label has halted all activity around Wallen, including promotion and planning uh, what was expected to be a 2021-22 arena tour. But a prominent entertainment lawyer who requested anonymity says a quote-unquote suspension is a way to quote kick the can down the road uh, without clear legal meaning. There we go. Uh, it would seem, uh, quote, it would seem to mean that they're waiting to see whether the public is satisfied with the steps they have taken to rectify the situation, says the lawyer. And you know what? I guarantee you it will be enough. Doing nothing is enough for a lot of people. And people just don't care enough. That's just, that's just how it is. I, 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 that's just how it is, anyway. Big Loud in, is in the unusual position of also acting as Wallen's management and uh, the, the, the management and publishing companies. And although Wallen has been removed from the roster on each company's official website, the status of those deals is unclear. Republic Records has not taken action has not yet taken action publicly beyond posting on social media that it quote fully supports Big Loud's decision unquote. But both labels uh, both labels declined to comment for this story. It's great, it's great, it's great. You post this shit on social media saying it was a important decision, but you actually don't, you know, just go any further than that. 
guys, just say one thing and then stay silent. That's how to do it, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't matter. It just don't fucking matter. Um, labels in such situations have several op- options. Here we go, this is great. They could stop promoting an artist's work or even drop the eyes instead of picking up another option on his or her contract. Uh, brackets, labels typically have six months uh, to a year after an album is released to make this determination. Uh, the su- most severe step would be to entirely pull an artist's recordings from stores and streaming services. That's what Sub Pop did with indie rock band uh, RV Buffalo. Uh, last July, after the band's founder, Avi Zana Isenberg, was accused of raping a former bandmate. Fucking alright. Uh, brackets, Zana Isenberg has not publicly responded to the claims. Okay, says a lot. Uh, quote, that's uh, something we as artists, lawyers, are probably going to have to beef up negotiations about in the future. Unquote. Lawyers said, uh, quote, there should be a me- mechanism for what, uh, were, what would then be the artist's rights. This is oh so great. So uh, final final uh, few paragraphs here. Uh, might as well just finish it up anyway. Uh, quote: In the end, labels must make a business decision. Says uh, Janet Cominos, CEO of entertainment insurance provider Spot Spotted Risk, uh, which offers disgrace insurance that imbur- reimburses companies and brands when celebrities they partner with are involved in scandals. They have policies. They have insurance, ladies and gentlemen. They have insurance. And they still fucking keep them. Oh, f- oh, fucking love the industry. Oh, love it. Such bullshit. Anyway, uh, where was where was I at? Uh, reimburses. All right. Quote. Quote. Is Warland profitable enough to outweigh the legal fees, PR costs, and incalculable reputational damage of keeping him on their roster? <laughs> uh, bracket spotted risk. Uh, rated Warland's use of racial slur as a tier three out of seven in its public outcry scoring system. Reasoning that it was perceived to be directed at a friend that had the public expected that the public expected this kind of behavior from Roland, uh, whose uh, list of missteps includes being booted from a scheduled Saturday Night Live performance in October for partying in public without a face mask. Brackets. More labels could also fa- uh, add safeguards to recording contracts known as morality clauses, which are common in brand endorsement deals. Most stipulate an agreement can be terminated if an artist uh, commits an act of moral turpitude, uh, which can be anything that violates community moral standards and brings public disrepute to the company. Excuse me, to the company. The uh, quote: "These causes are getting broader and broader, <laughs> especially since the hashtag Me Too movement." Says a Fox Rothschild uh, part- partner, Heidi Vaccarano. Yeah, I think I said the right Vaccarano. Uh, in response to changing circumstances, quote, the fans will not only attack the artist, but also the company and push them, unquote, to sever ties with the talent. The Black Music Action Coalition, in a February 5th letter, applauded the country music industry's swift and sweeping efforts to condemn Wallen's actions, and Fram hopes uh, the artist will continue to, quote, continue to help the same uh, group of fans understand to continue to help that same group of fans understand uh, the reason behind the industry's swift action against him. That's a weird way of wording it. I don't know, that's just muddled me up. That decisive condemnation has also set a new precedent for how quickly labels and other music companies are expected to react to situations in the future, says Smith. Quote, every time a company acts to respond to public pressure uh, that bar is now raised, he says, the, ty- the next time an artist uh, finds themselves in a situation, the label will be judged against a new timeline. Out fucking standing.
the whole thing outstanding just outstanding absolute fucking garbage i i i love how i love how uh back up like how how easy these people just back up each other in certain ways it's so great and the most jarring thing about this i don't i don't even i don't even think right it's the uh it's the fact that uh, Wallen's fans have, um, you know, basically kept the album at number one in response to him saying the N word after a seventy-two-hour bender, drinking bender. Right? I, I, I don't think that's the worst thing about this. I don't think that's the most jarring thing about this. But that is fucking jarring. I think the most jarring thing about this, to me personally, to me personally, is the fact that these industry people do everything but sever every single tie with these people and you know you can, you can make an argument that it's about you know you don't want to be reactionary right you don't want to knee jerk like we were talking about with the uh, uh with the misinformation stuff and the fake news stuff uh, in that segment you know there's that's obviously a different type of knee jerk uh, reaction but i can understand why people would think that but honestly bro if you guys are giving this much shit about money and you are pocketing that money, I feel like everything you say doesn't mean shit to me. It doesn't mean anything. They still pocket that one point site million. They still pocket that. I, that. I don't see nothing in the article saying they gave that money away. If they gave that money away, then I would done. If they made no money from this, then I would completely understand why. They kept him on, or, or, or quote-unquote suspended him, or in, quote-unquote indefinitely, right? I can understand why you do that, <clears throat> if you gave away the money. But you are still pocketing his art. You are still pocketing it, right? So everything you say when it comes to quote-unquote suspending him, quote-unquote indefinitely, means fuck all to me. It means fuck all. Simply because you are taking the P still. You are taking that dollar. You are taking the pound. You are taking them yens. You are taking it all. You are pocketing that shit. You don't mind. You really don't mind. As long as them, as long as long that stream of money still comes through, you will do the least amount possible. The least amount. The bare fucking minimum. And that is why I fucking hate the industry, bro. And I'm not even in it. Absolutely outstanding. So we finish off with the second life topic, and this is all about Boko Haram. Uh, I, I'm always, I've always been intrigued by this entire story, um, just because it was like the first, it was the first major uh, social media outcry thing that happened, right? That I saw and I was fully aware of but was always questioning how the hell did it die out so quickly? Because you guys remember the hashtag bring back our girls, right? You guys remember that? You guys remember all the celebrities wearing the shirts? Excuse me, planning all the hashtags. <coughs> you remember all that. But, you know, it was still going on. 
<laughs> still they were still abducted for like years after. Um, but we have some um, we have some interesting development. Uh, there's a uh, this is by Jason Burke via the Guardians called uh, "Smuggled Diary Tells How Abducted Women uh, Survived Boko Haram Camp." And uh, yeah, I've just been you know just always like looking for more information about this and uh, I feel like this is a good place so uh, obviously I've gone over time on the show itself I usually you know seek to an hour hour and 10 minutes but I'm gonna give this the time it deserves because uh, you know it's a important uh, you know, just an important topic and I feel like you know always worth it's always worth talking about something that is regularly forgotten uh, so let's go the resistance began three months after the young women were taken from their school dormitory by Islamist militants and hidden in the depths of a forest it would end in uh, direct confrontation and disobedience, an unlikely victory which saved their lives. But as extremists at Boko Haram drove them through the bush to camps beyond the reach of any rescue, freedom was years away. The story of the extraordinary courage of the women held up for three years by the Islamist extremists in the northeastern in northeastern Nigeria has never been told, despite the massive global attention focused on their abduction in April 2014. The hashtag Bring Back Our Girls was tweeted by Michelle Obama, Kim Kardashian, the Pope and others in one of the most prominent examples of, of online activism ever. It brought the engagement of some of the most powerful states in the world, the dispatch of hundreds of troops and billions of dollars of military hardware to West Africa. But now a book, due to be published only next month, will reveal the reality of life for, uh, for the more than 200 women from the school of, in Chibok, who were kept as hostages in one of the most infamous mass abductions of recent decades. <clears throat> Quote, we wanted to tell the story of how these women survived, but also the story of why it took so long to free them in spite of, or perhaps because of, the social media campaign, said Joe Parkinson, a co-author uh, of Bring Back Our Girls, which is based on hundreds of interviews with the students, family members, former militants, of officials, spies, and others involved in their ordeal. Among the students was Naomi Adamu. Uh, Adamu. Uh, her defiance began when the extremists told the students to swap their school uniforms for a black flowing all covering garment. The 24-year-old kept her checkered blue dress and then, risking beating or worse, she began a diary. The notebook she eventually brought uh, with her out of the forest provided much of the raw material for the book. Adamu wrote on the days when it was safe, after compulsory lessons on the Quran and foraging for meagre rations from the forest. The small act of rebellion gave her strength when her Boko Haram minders told her she would be killed if she did not convert, marry a fighter and bear his children. She refused and was beaten with the butt of a rifle. Her captors did not follow through on their lethal threat, nor were she or the others who refused, uh, refused quote-unquote marriage uh, subjected to sexual abuse. But they were condemned to back-breaking labour as quote-unquote slaves. By mid-2015, mid with Boko Haram now on the retreat, Adamu and her closest friends were starting to lose their fear of the extremists. Inspired by her example, the other hostages began to fight back too, risking lashings with sticks and wire. Quote, I, began the leader of our, uh, I became the leader of our girls because I was the eldest among them, and I was the most stubborn. Boko Haram wanted me to convert as an example because they knew the other girls listened to me. They beat me and bullied me and threatened to kill me, but I told them, even if the heaven and earth come together, I will not marry, Adami told the authors. Soon, some of the hostages were openly insubordinate, refusing orders and being beaten repeatedly. They began quietly singing hymns with their guards, when their guards were distracted. Then the singing got louder. 
A small group of the most defiant students were separated. Adamu, their leader, was dubbed the chief infidel by furious Boko Haram leaders. Quote, when they realised we don't wear hijab like the other girls, they beat us and said they would carve our heads. They made us wear hijab and pray, uh, but we decided together to fake the ceremony. We mouthed Christian prayers and told each other the story of Job, uh, said Adami. Once again, the students were told uh, they were they would be killed if they did not submit and convert. Again, a small group of rebels refused. Quote, At a certain point, we had seen so many bodies, we were no longer afraid to die, she told the authors. I had to stop. I have to stop. That. That's crazy to think about. Like, imagine that, right? You're so used to like and you're so desensitized to you know that kind of horror like you just you just don't fear it you know what i mean I, I i always find it you know you see in films like they go like oh, i don't fear death i don't fear death you know i've seen i've seen horrors and you know it, it's it's cool for the action film but like when someone actually says it in like a real life case such as this it really is sobering it, it really is but anyway Continuing. Uh, when Boko Rams tried to starve others into obedience, Adamu helped organize a clandestine supply of rice to fuel resistance. The tactic worked, and more and more students began to renounce the faith that uh, they said they had adopted only out of fear. But beyond the forest, attempts to rescue the students were flagging. Quote, Twitter generated outrage, dot, 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 but not the actual means to free anybody, said Parkinson. Uh, Nigeria's feuding spy agencies called off a series of early deals which probably would have freed all of the girls. Uh, the president himself suspected that the abduction was a hoax set up by political rivals. Jeez, and so, <laughs> that, 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 the NSAR stuff, obviously, in recent uh, in the recent months, uh, you know, says, says speaking a lot to speaking a lot to this, um, or preaching a lot to this kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, where was I? At? Rivals, key informants close to Boko Haram, uh, Boko Haram were arrested by Nigeria's military. A British spy plane set, uh, sent to search for the women broke down en route to the country. Mutual distrust and uh, poor relations with Nigerians hindered the work of the 38-strong, quote-unquote, interdisciplinary assistance team uh, deployed by the US. A botched airstrike on Boko Haram's headquarters left 10 of the girls dead and 30 or more injured, some maimed for life. Well done, America. But Adamu remained determined to resist. Quote, Partly I was strong because I was angry. I was angry we had been kidnapped before graduation, she said. And I was angry when 30 girls converted to Islam and got married. Dot, dot, dot. I felt some didn't fight hard enough. It divided the group and weakened our resolve. People accepted they wouldn't go home, Adamu said. Time was running out. The students were close to starvation. Their rations were cut again and again. There was hope, however. Boko Haram was weaker than it had been since its resurgence in 20, uh, 2009. And it only said 2009. Ugh, imagine saying that. 2009. Uh, and increasingly fractured. With factions divided over what to do with their globally famous hostages. A small team of Nigerian volunteers led by a diplomat of, from a little-known department of Switzerland's foreign ministry, uh, the Human Security Division, had been uh, working on a deal to free the students. In October 2016, the first batch of 21 students were released. Uh, in return for a handful of senior Boko Haram militants. Then, seven months later, another 82, but at least 40 had died from the for uh, in the forest. Dozens are still there. Adamu, defiant to the end, strapped her secret diaries to her body and carried them to freedom as she walked out through the bush, driving away, and the others chanted the Chibok song, Today is a Happy Day. 
Parkinson, a reporter in Africa with the Wall Street Journal, uh, said the story of the students raised an important question about dealing with extremists. Quote, the small team that ultimately answered the global demand to rescue the Chibok girls uh, worked in secret for one of the world's most discreet governments and smallest states. Its success relied not on loudly expressing moral judgment, but on suspending it. They tried to reason with Boko Haram instead of denouncing it, uh, he said. Adami remains in northern Nigeria with ambitions to have her own family and set up some kind of business, but she is still not safe. Since the abduction of Chibok students, Boko Haram has ki- have kidnapped more than 10,000 boys as child fighters, as well as a similar number of girls and women who have been used to make ransom demands to their families or, or forced into marriage. Quote, Our chief problem is that Chibok is now in danger again, dot, dot, dot. If nothing changes, it will only be a short time until one of us is kidnapped again, she said. Alright, that's the entirety of the article. And I feel like it's, um, you know, obviously pertinent that I did uh, read the entire article. I feel like, it's, you know, this is really an interesting story that we never, um, you know, get told unless we actually seek for it. Um, and, luckily, and luckily I was just able to, you know, just find uh, find this at the time it was released. Um, I think the the quote that Parkinson gave about um, you know its success re- relied not on loudly expressing moral judgment but on suspending it, and then saying they tried to reason with Boko Haram instead of denouncing it. Uh, I feel like reasoning is a different is a is a, is a word that um, you know uh, it reminds me of like when uh, right wing Americans talk about unity. As, uh, I I kind of see it in that framing. Um, and you know, there's obviously a way, a different way to look at that, but, um, that's just how I see the word reasoning. Um, but you know, I think my force could change on that front, but I feel like the, you know, express, not loudly expressing moral judgment, but on suspending it. I feel, I feel like that's the thing about, um, you know, geopolitics and even domestic politics in general, like just saying shit doesn't mean nothing to me. This is, and you know, what? I'm going to bring it full circle when, when, the government talks about dropping these dates about, you know, uh, ending lockdown, uh, you know, all of these jabs by July, etc, 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 right? I, I just, I, I don't know if it's because I'm cynical um, or I'm logical or maybe it's just a mixture of both. But I just feel like there's no point in saying stuff until you actually do it. And that happened, and that especially... Uh, it is applied when it comes to uh, domestic domestic government policy, domestic government action, and also geopolitical government action. Like you can say shit. Like, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of times where politicians say stuff, right? But what's the point if nothing happens? And that's always what always that's always that's what always happens. You know, just just talk about not even radical stuff right and I've, I've talked about this before i think i talked about this after the blm protest and i had my breakdown i was i remember i remember saying like um it it doesn't matter say saying uh, <laughs> it's the fact that they say stuff uh and, and it's not even radical right it's incremental it's always increments it's always incremental just minor changes minor improvements to stuff big improvements is what i'm looking for I'm looking for them big improvements. If you even talk about big improvements, I will actually listen more than just um, these incremental listen, uh, inc- incremental uh, uh, passages of thought that Boris Johnson comes through with. I don't care. I just don't care. I, I really don't care. Unless it, until it happens, then I will, you know, then I'll listen. But 
it, it never happens. It rarely happens. So why listen? That's always my thought to it. But anyway, um, on this on this uh, particular story, and just leaving it at that, um, you know, like I said, it's um, one of the many stories that you could easily just you know tie yourself to, and um, just gain perspective on in some way. And uh, I feel like this is always something that, uh, you know, can be, you you can easily find some, uh, you can easily find horror in this, but, um, you know, shout out to Adamu, honestly, that that just from, I would love to just read that diary, you know, and just gain that perspective. I feel like um, a lot of us should read something of that nature, because I feel like there were, there's such a knowledge to it. And the fact that she's, you know, a similar age to me just blows my mind um to have that mental fortitude so um shout out to adamu shout out to you know all the girls that um you know resisted on that front and with that said ladies and gentlemen from the fifth and podcast network i've been chai turn this been most good intro music has been too much by vanilla thanks to chill breakers for the ability to use the song you can find both chill breakers bank uh, discography and also Vanilla's website in the full show notes thanks to nappy hire for the interlude uh interlude music charismatic you can also find his site on the full in the full show notes but with that said, hope you all have a good week. I shall always try and do the same. But until the next time, take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen.